0: Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. Since billionaire entrepreneur Elon Musk took over Twitter, he's been inflicting a special type of chaos, sacking half the company's workforce, issuing ultimatums and alienating advertisers. Over the weekend, he even allowed Donald Trump, who was banned back in 2021, back onto the platform. It's been such a tumultuous time, some observers think Twitter could collapse within days. Today, senior writer at tech website The Verge, Elizabeth Lopato, on the richest man in the world's dreams for the site, and whether he can pull them off. Elizabeth, when Elon Musk walked into the Twitter headquarters on October the 26th, he was carrying a kitchen sink. Literally, he was carrying a kitchen sink. A rather odd uh, entrance.
1: Yeah, it's a reference to a Twitter meme, let that sink in. You can't help let that sink in. And, you know, Musk has a real love for pun and wordplay, so it doesn't totally surprise me that he decided to come into the Twitter office
0: uh, with a meme in hand, if you will. I suppose you could say that things really did sink in and they sank in rather quickly. It was more like standing in quicksand. Yeah, so it's been a pretty eventful couple of weeks. richest man on earth is now in charge of one of the biggest social media platforms. And Elon Musk's first order of business was wiping clean the leadership team. The first
1: thing he did when he closed the deal was to immediately fire the CEO, Parag Agrawal, and a number of other executives. You know, about two weeks in, uh, Musk fired about half of the staff. And that it's
0: temporarily closed its offices worldwide, and that it's also cut off its workers' access to its system, so they can't log in. Uh, and by that, some uh, workers have assumed they've probably already been fired. Uh, and
1: then there was uh, this sort of realization a couple of days later that he had fired. Some important people, and so they tried to hire them back. Hmm. He fired many of twitter 's contractors as well, and anybody who speaks back to him gets fired oh. and After that, we saw some resignation so for instance, the uh, the head of trust and safety um, quit the head of advertiser relationships quit and have have been replaced by uh, Musk's team of advisors who are now being referred to inside Twitter as the goons. Uh, some of these these folks seem to be unaware of how Twitter itself works. Mm. So one of them, David Sachs, who was an investor in Twitter, uh, along with Musk, um, you know, has been on his podcast complaining about Twitter and saying things um, about, you know, making it lean and making... Uh, the employees realize, you know, what working is really like, listen, it's, it's survival of the quickest. If you're a company that doesn't cut burn until the very end, then you're still going to run out of money and die. But if you make the cut right away quickly, you, you have enough runway to weather the storm. So, uh, it seems like there, uh, is a morale problem following this acquisition
0: That could be an understatement. At a business leaders conference in Bali, Elon Musk, he was talking about how difficult it has been for him, how hard he's been working. It must have been pretty taxing to get rid of all these staff. Oh,
1: man. Um, I have too much work on my plate, that is for sure.
0: Can I just spend a minute with you, Elizabeth, on why he wanted to buy Twitter in the first place? The world's richest man, you know, this is not the biggest social media platform in the world. Really, I sort of see it as a place where journalists and politicians tend to hang out. You know, not everybody is on Twitter. Why on earth did he want it in the first place?
1: I think he really genuinely loves Twitter I mean you know it's an important part of his social life he said that you know it's uh, being as famous as he is being as much of a celebrity as he is it's very difficult for him to go out and about um, and so one of the things that is unusual for musk uh, versus most celebrities is that he does read his mentions and he responds to random people in them you know this is a this is a, an important form of socialization for him and he said as much uh, having a public platform that is maximally trusted um, and and, 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 and broadly inclusive, is extremely important to the future of civilization. But you've Um, you've described yourself. I don't care about the economics at all. So in some sense, it's like um, the biggest fan of a video game buying the studio that makes the video game, and then wanting to make tweaks to the video game to make their own gameplay experience uh, better. So a lot of the things that he has suggested are things that are just personal interests of his, right? I almost feel like he's hugging it to death. Like I just I think he's a tremendous, tremendous um fan of Twitter and what it can
0: be. Um, but he doesn't quite know how to go about making it better, mm, yeah, back in April, of course. He seemed to get a case of very cold feet. He sort of suggested he was going to buy Twitter, but then he was really trying to back out of it. So what happened to push him this in this direction? Well, he had signed, <laughs> he had signed an agreement to buy Twitter, mm. and then he tried to
1: back out, and so Twitter sued him to enforce the agreement. Mm. That's what happened. Um, and frankly he didn't have much of a case this dragged out all summer right up until the beginning of October when he finally agreed yes I did agree to buy Twitter I'm going to buy it on the terms and um, mm. And I assume that's because he thought he could maybe negotiate a better price because since he um, made his offer, uh, the stock market tanked. Mm. And so uh, Twitter was worth a lot less than he it was when he had first made his offer. Um, so I imagine he was trying to negotiate the deal
0: down and couldn't do it because he had already signed the deal. Mm, so he still paid a lot of money for it, didn't
1: he? Yeah, I think $44 billion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> $44 billion. And we know, Elizabeth, he's the world's richest man, but that is a lot of money. How did he pay for it? Well, some of it
1: was uh, he sold Tesla shares. He got a coalition of investors together that include, um, you know, people like David Sachs, who is now in the Twitter building, um, but also folks like CZ of Binance and uh, investment from Saudi Arabia. So uh, he put together this coalition of investors and then there was also um, debt that he took on to complete the deal. And that is what places real pressure on Twitter right now is the debt because he has a billion dollar in payments on his loans every year. And one of the things that's worth keeping in mind is that Twitter did not make a profit last year. In fact, the last time Twitter made a profit was 2019. And so Twitter has a billion dollars of loan payments due every single year. And one way that you can reduce spend is by reducing headcount. Um, but, of course, you still need to figure out the revenue piece of this, and that's where a lot of the other chaos has come into play.
0: And, Elizabeth, apart from getting rid of thousands of staff, Elon Musk also went straight in to make some changes for users, didn't he, mm. around the blue verification tick. That's the tick you get if Twitter has verified that you are who you say you are, so politicians, journalists, companies get that blue tick normally, but Musk brought in, very briefly, Twitter blue, where you could pay $8 to get that tick. Well, I, you know, I think that uh, some of
1: these these folks seem to be unaware of how Twitter itself works. And so, for instance, in, in my case, I'm verified, mm-hmm. um if you saw me tweeting from the Elizabeth Holmes twi- trial last year, you had some degree of confidence that what you were seeing was real. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter blue sort of threw that into question because anybody could have a blue check mark now. And so, of course, the first thing Twitter users did uh, in, in sort of a mass rebellion against the new owner was to start impersonating advertisers. And Musk had been having difficulty with advertisers already. A number of people had paused their spend and more of them did after that. One of their very, very famous tweets was somebody imitating Eli Lilly with a blue check mark said that insulin is now free. fake Eli Lilly Twitter account announced that insulin is now free, causing the stock to drop nearly 5% shortly this after... This was on Friday.
0: And all of this could hurt Twitter even more financially with big brands pausing buying ads on the platform. It's really affecting Twitter negatively. And advertisers leaving in droves is not a great business model. Advertisers
1: were 89% of revenue last year. Mm. And um, a lot of advertisers have pulled out of Twitter. So, you know, that's, that's pretty significant. And it's also significant, the timing, because um, the fourth quarter in any advertising business uh, is where you make all your money. It's when people are advertising for, for Christmas, you know. So uh, the fact that it's happening right now is mm. a great deal of financial pressure, I would say.
0: What else is in store? I mean, Musk seems to want to change Twitter. He wants to make it more than it currently is by the sound of it. He wants to make it a super app. Oh, this is such a funny thing. There's been a number of people in Silicon
1: Valley who have been trying to pursue this idea of a super app. And I think it's, you know, inspired by WeChat in China. Um, the idea that you would use one app for all of your financial interactions. And I think one of the things that I think is worth mentioning is that this idea of his for a super app is very old and uh, comes from the X.com days, mm. which uh, was uh, the company that merged with Peter Thiel's company, Confinity, to eventually become PayPal. And he founded X.com in 99, and then I think he got kicked out of PayPal by Peter Thiel in 2001. But the, the thing that has changed since then, obviously, is that there are a lot of competitors. You know, you have Venmo, you have PayPal, you have Block, you have Cash App, you have Zelle. So this is actually a pretty competitive landscape, and the idea that people might necessarily want to tie their bank accounts to their Twitter accounts doesn't totally make sense to me. But his, uh, his, his super app goal is certainly where he plans to go, and I believe he has filed paperwork with U.S. regulators to get it
0: rolling. Elizabeth, while all of this is happening, all this chaos, the company it's also being sued by former employees who say they were unfairly dismissed. Elon Musk has taken the decision to allow Donald Trump back onto the platform again. So I guess really the question for you is, can Twitter survive Elon Musk? Uh,
1: (laughs) You know, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, Mm. Yeah, he's already warned about bankruptcy. Mm. I will say that, you know, he is the richest man in the world. He can, if he so chooses, sell a bunch of Tesla stock to give Twitter more runway. So he could, for instance, choose to pay off Twitter's loans himself in order to uh, give himself a little bit more time to remake the company into what he wants it to be. To me, one of the big stress tests is coming up, and it's the World Cup. And that's going to be a lot of people logging on from around the world for sports Twitter. And whether or not the site will stay up strikes me as being something of an open question.
0: And the next few weeks and few months, I suppose, will be rather interesting. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Elizabeth Lopato is a senior writer at the American tech news website Verge. When asked about the funding Elon Musk received from Saudi Arabia for his Twitter takeover, the US President Joe Biden said it was worth looking into. Some Democrats have called for a Federal Trade Commission investigation into Elon Musk's running of the company over potential consumer protection violations. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio, and exclusives on the ABC
1: Listen app.